Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello everyone and welcome back to Rule the Roost podcast, the highlight of your week, I'm sure. I'm your host, Trunk, and I'm joined by Mr. Raj Baines. Hello, Raj Baines. Evening, love you, all right? Yes, very good, thank you very much, sir. And uh, we also have in the studio, <laughs> Mr. Sebastian Stafford-Bloor. Hello, Seb. Hello, Jack, I'm well, thank you for asking. You didn't actually ask, did you? I didn't ask, you preempted that though. It's almost like we've. Uh, this is. I think we need, we've fallen into a bit of a routine. I think we need to um, to freshen the intro up. That means because if I'm able to predict you, that's because usually there's a bit of a meltdown or a, you know. A I'll be honest, I'm not crisis. I'm, I'm not that hard to predict, mate, to be honest with you. <laughs> Much to my, you know, disdain. Um, but yes, we've all, we've all had a very good week. Should we, should we, let's, let's start with the. Uh, the glorious news, Mr. We'll go, I'm sure we'll talk about this later in much more detail with our Aston Villa guests, but let's just start with the fact that Mr. Tim Sherwood has actually been sacked now. It's a mixed feeling for me, because it is a very good feeling to know that he's not in top flight management anymore, but also the fact we didn't get to kind of hammer in that final coffin nail. Yeah, I mean, it's one of these things. I, I think that um, it feels... It feels... <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, and is Sheffield that, Wednesday have just scored as well. Is that back? No, this is Raj, actually. Sheffield Wednesday have just scored as well. Oh, that's brilliant. It throws me every time you do that. Every time there's unscripted music. I don't know how to react. Just go with it, Seb. Just just take it in your take it in your stride. It's part of the problem, though, because we, 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 we start it, and I sort of feel myself starting to celebrate the good times, and then and then you take it away, and then I'm back to normal. And I it just... It, it, Plays havoc with me. Do you want it all London? Do you want to sing along to it or something? <laughs> Three and a half minutes. Go on, let's just go. I tell you what, let's let's do the segment to the song, and then that's it. That's our timer, so we can stop talking about Tim Sherby. Are we not going to get like a bill done. though for royalties from Cool and the Gang? Yeah, actually, we'll get sued. Yeah, we can't do that. Hopefully, it shouldn't. Seb, stop, stop trying to get out of it, mate. I can sense that's what you're doing there. <laughs> you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll, uh, they'll sue us. The, uh, the music police. Yeah, that's it. If we do get sued, Jackie, off foot in the bill. Yeah, go on. Then. I'm stacking the peas nowadays, so you know. I'm really not. <laughs> so, Seb. Yes, mate. Thoughts on Tim Sherwood being sacked? Just complete vindication, mate. It's just been wonderful. Uh, I can't actually hear anything. I can feel how uncomfortable he is just listening to him. He really doesn't like. I get, I get, 
you could feel in his voice like then he was trying to he was like right I'm going to go along with this I'm going to give it a go and it just it wasn't that um, I'm going to pretend this isn't horribly un, un, yeah oh dear don't do that again but I, you know I, I think this is better than, than any show segment we could have put together though it just uh, that reflected on me just those, those those sort of nine or ten bars I just think the farcically shite nature of this segment is kind of in keeping with the man we're talking about so yeah hey, it's better than that. that time you did the top ten countdown of signings with the top of the pop music <laughs> I don't know if that ever happened it did unfortunately yeah. no I was yeah. doing it to the uh, to the Lord of the Rings Requiem for a Dream music because it's Sky Sports' oh, yeah. old music actually oh, right. oh god gee, did thank that. you very much if we're gonna start throwing shade you know was it not, get your facts right i thought it was yeah. um was it a whole lot of love by led zeppelin that they used on top of the pop yeah latter days didn't they early days and then latter days but they had. A I, I don't remember the pedophile era of top of the pops luckily <laughs> neither do i actually but it's, uh, <laughs> whatever seb you were a presenter i was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> you tree gag <laughs> No, they're not. They're problematic. Problematic. They're not, they're not good. Problematic. Um, Tim Sherwood, he's fucked off. Um, we'll talk about this in a lot more detail with with Sam Ty, who is our Aston Villa guest. Um, I think sometimes the yeah, I'm, I'm, person who's guested on the show more than anyone else. It's, well, Sam, Sam Ty is happier about it than, than, um, than we are. I, I, I spoke to him on Saturday because Sam, Sam goes to the games, obviously. Um, and he was in... I mean, he got to... He got to ask Sherwood about um, his midfield construction in the Swansea game, which I just would have loved to have watched. Um, but he, um, no, he's, he's wanted it for about six we weeks. We had him on so. about a fortnight after Sherwood took control of Villa and he wanted him gone yeah, there. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, you couldn't really blame them for being positive, could you? At least trying to be. No, I, I don't blame the Villa fans no. at all for having that initial positivity. But you also felt, you also bore the brunt of quite a lot of that positivity, right? I mean, you got, I, mean, I was talking to. Um, I don't know who I was talking to, but you, you, your one of your UMAX articles got absolutely hammered by the yeah. fans. They're saying all the things that really have now. They've all, true. well, quite a few Aston Villa fans over the past couple of weeks have genuinely started tweeting me apologies for like, um, nice. for saying, you know what, at the time we were, you know, quite confident of a new man coming in and we're happy he kept us up by the skin of his teeth and whatnot. But now everything you said is, is true. Somebody actually sent me a link to what they'd written in a Villa fan forum. And um, the chain essentially went something like, Jesus Christ, this is really weird. This is prophetic. And then the guy after one went, can somebody tweet this guy and ask him what the lottery numbers are? And it's just like, I didn't do anything special. I essentially just listed everything he'd done wrong at Tottenham and went, he's too stupid not to do this again. Yeah, but that was the weird thing, man. It's like, we'd, we were the ones who, our, our fan base watched the games that he managed. And, and it was sort of, Anything that anybody, any anybody Tottenham related said at that time was dismissed as kind of bitterness. And you're thinking, okay, but we, other than sort of tossing around platitudes about rattling cages, we're giving you genuine reasons as to why this might not work and what the flaws are in his capability, in his sort of management style. And I'm like, no, 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 no. He'll, uh, you know, he'll freshen things up and he'll bring a new attitude to the place, and he. He played the game. And he's, let's uh, let's let's talk about Bournemouth anyway, lads, because we're gonna we, we've got to talk about Anderlecht first. In a bit, aren't we? Do we have to talk about Anderlecht? Yeah, because I actually think the Anderlecht <laughs> result is the reason. The, I think yeah, I think related. the Anderlecht result is why yeah. the Bournemouth result happened. 
actually. And I think in a perverse way, it's probably good we lost to Anderlecht because the way in which Pochettino came out after the game and, and threw everybody under the bus and said that it wasn't good enough and the attitude was appalling at the time, it was slightly concerning. And I thought, is you know, it's usually when you see a manager reach that sort of level of anger, the writing's on the wall and occasionally it can be a sign that the dressing room's gone and whatnot. And, and you do wonder why he's done that because... And the managers you associate that sort of tactic with is Redknapp used to do it quite often. He used to pick out one or two that he would place blame on. Famously, Darren Bent with that header that he missed against Portsmouth, was it? That he said Sandra could have yeah. scored his wife. It's the one at the back post, which he just got. Yeah, um, which he should have scored, yeah. but you know, you, you don't. Uh, you yeah. say he could have done better rather than making the deal out of it that he did. You don't make fun no, of that. and. Um, Mourinho's done it quite often as well. I mean, the amount of wingers that they've bought and sold for no apparent reason over the past couple of years, and Juan Mata and, and Eden Hazard at the moment, they're all, you know, feeling the brunt of, of whatever's going on in that man's head, and we've we've not got enough time to sort of try and explore what's happening there. But when Pochettino did it, there was that slight concern. There was there was a good level of honesty there, and you actually saw the reasons why he said it, because he didn't say anything too out of hand. But you usually expect that conversation to occur behind closed doors. And the fact that it was made public was the thing that was intriguing. But the way in which they came back against Bournemouth, I mean, the goal inside a minute, fair enough, that wasn't good. And that may have even helped the cause even more. But the, their attitude was better than even the way they played. They just they looked hungry they looked angry they looked you know there were literal points in that game where they were putting so much work in they were actually running rings around the bottom of players not just in a metaphorical sense they were their their attitude was spot on and I think that was a direct reaction of what the manager had said and how angry he'd been midweek and I'm not sure that that result would have happened otherwise well I, I think there's a um there's a really um, there's a good point in that Mourinho comparison because I think what that demonstrates is that you can dig your own players out, but it's got a, it's got a, it's got a, um, it's only significant. It only means something if it's if that if that technique is used sparingly. Mourinho does it habitually now. It's every week. It's a you know he's whether publicly and and obviously or or subtly he's he's laying the blame at someone's door. But when you've got Pochettino who who generally is. I mean, his English isn't. His English, I think, is a lot better than um, than is portrayed on television. But he doesn't. He's not very open with the media. But I think to to pick and choose a time to sort of um, not turn your guns, but to point a finger at your own squad is quite a um, quite an astute thing to do. And if it is once a season thing, if it is a kind of a way of setting, uh, of drawing a line and saying, you know, this is acceptable and this is not, I think so. I, I think it's fine. Um, just as long as it doesn't become an excuse, which it didn't. I, I had no problem with it because ultimately Andlecht was pissed poor. And I think it actually points to the fact that Pochettino actually knows his squad well enough. If he thought that they yeah. could not handle a public berating, then he would not have done it. He, you know, I mean, the, the Bournemouth game is pretty much as much vindication as he needs to say that what he did after that match was correct. So yeah, he, the way in which he's acted... And it just sort of proves to me that he's he's changed the mentality in that squad enough because in the past even the even the the, the red nap sides that people look back and fawn over now quite rightly given some of the football they played they they weren't mentally rigid they weren't you know as confident or as or as keen to graft as this current crop are and it's you know I, the reason I'm 
speaking so much about this is because this is what I wrote my article on today that's coming out tomorrow, so it's pretty much fresh in my mind. But I think in that I compared it to sort of that old Tottenham team could be sort of a Michelin-starred meal, whereas this Pochettino one's, you know, the peak of, of home cooking with the majority of the ingredients from the back garden. It's yeah, it's, it's a completely different beast, but their own... They've got their own merits in their own right, so it's it's. Um, it, I, I think it's quite enjoyable. It's, there's no, it's no surprise that people feel more engaged with the club now than they did previously, and I think that's because we see the same amount of of care and passion on the field as perhaps there is in the stands, and that's the minimum of what fans expect. I think. I think there's that. And I also think you've got to consider though that there's the aspect that we don't seem to be shackled by expectation anymore. In the respect that we, we can assess the squad that we have, you can look at the options that we have and say we've got a decent team. But at the same time, if you're being brutally honest with yourself, it's not a team that you would expect to get into the top four. Whereas when we did still have the likes of Gareth Bale and such floating around the first team, yeah, you could conceivably see us sneaking a top four position. But it just seems so ridiculously off the table at the moment that you can just enjoy the football again. Um, and it just so happens that we're actually playing really well and it looks like, you know, we could have the sort of form whereby we could mount a charge towards the top four. Don't say Jack. Well, don't but say you don't Jack. even don't want to entertain it. it. That's no, the no, no, thing, don't though. Say that, you know? Don't say it out loud. <laughs> don't, no, even though. Don't, don't do it. I know. But it's, uh, it's just... It's, You're going to say I, qualify I Europa you, League again, weren't you? <laughs> you got me, mate. That's, uh, that's where I was going. Which I wouldn't mind. I'm well-documented fan of the... Uh, the Europa League. Oh, I quite like the Europa League. Yeah. I find it quite fun. I, in a sort a, of non andelect way, but in a, in a good group this year as well. So that's always exactly. that always helps. Um, and then Bournemouth. Harry Kane with a hat trick. It's well well needed, I think, wasn't it for the lad? Yeah. Ooh, two it nil was. Sheffield Wednesday. Two nil Wednesday. Two nil. Yeah, oh, two nil Sheffield Wednesday. I actually prefer Wednesday to United um because um i think they're the more working class club in the in the city from what i understand because um bramall lane's right in the center and it's a bit of a it looks like if you have a have a look now on google um bramall lane looks like a um, an airfix model version of anfield in the same way that loftus road looks the same to white Hart lane anyway yeah um harry kane um it was brilliant i mean um in my vice column this isn't just a conduit for me to promote my own work i um I chose to take the piss out of Arta Boric because of his wonderful gifting performance. Um, I think we wouldn't have scored four goals if it weren't for him, um, which is you know fairly terrible indictment on on his performance. But Harry Kane just he needed that, and um, it's his one day where he he can sort of say that now he scored more goals four more goals this year than he did at the same point last season, which sort of puts it all into perspective as to how far into his career he is. He's still a very raw new player um, and to see everybody else playing so well around him is a, a wonderful thing. I mean, for you, Jack, I mean, you, how impressed have you been with two amazing Moussa Dembele performances back to back? <laughs> I, I think at one point you said that you wanted to uh, deregister, deregister him from the squad at one point. I think that was the, the uh, so, Yeah, just release the bastard. <laughs> Now he's he's been he's been performing very well. I did still find it funny though, even shooting into an open goal, he still had to take an extra touch yeah. before just <laughs> kicking it towards an open goal. You know, um, one guy tweeted him. He he he'd said something to the effect of like it was great to score again yesterday, 
And one of the main responses that had shitloads of retweets was a guy saying, mate, I was expecting you to turn around and pass it back to Toby, which uh, <laughs> I found quite funny. But uh, yeah, he's, he's been playing pretty well. Um, but, you know, let's not be knee-jerk off of the back of two games, eh, Raj? Like, that's, uh... You know who I thought played really, who played really well and who has been playing really well? It's uh, Carl Walker. I um, I just think that... I, I, don't, I, I don't think he'll ever grow much beyond his current level, but he's just... Um, he just looks like a much smarter player. I mean, we, we the things we know about Walker have always been true. He's a you know he's an amazing athlete and he's very pacey and he's a very skillful player. But he um his you don't have quite the same amount of fear when he's doing things in his own box anymore, which is quite nice. Uh, what 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 are you making of uh of Mr. Dembele, Raj? We're just glossing over my Kyle Walker point. <laughs> I think so. I think that's what we've done. We've airbrushed you out. So I completely agree. I think I think Carl Walker is genuinely one of our most under underappreciated players. I think because I didn't realise you were talking about Walker. To be honest, I thought you were talking about Musa Dembele. <laughs> <laughs> Why would Musa Dembele be touching the ball in his own box? I mean, I know he goes backwards a lot, but not that far. Uh, I've gotten distracted making fun of Arsenal. Um, no, I, you're doing what I did this yeah. morning. On, Kyle uh, Walker yeah, was um he, he is a lot better and um he does deserve a lot more praise than he than he gets. I think he's taken for granted a little bit. Um oh, massive his quality, I love Kyle Walker. Which isn't fair. Uh Musa Dembele, I actually think he's the thing that's annoying with him is you, you know that old thing at school that you used to get, well, I say you, I, I used to get is I never used to try as much as I should. So the thing that my teachers always used to say is that Raj has got lots of ability, but he doesn't choose to use it. And I think that's the same thing that goes for Musa Dembele. I almost feel like he's a he's a player that should be getting the top grades, but he's getting C's and D's because he's he's missing the odd thing. And the most infuriating thing is that he's not a C level player. He is an A B level player and he's just not doing it so if he was a crap player you'd write him off as a crap player the fact that he's frustrating is the fact that you can you can see there is potential there and you can see there's ingredients there for him to be a much better player and for a there's a space for him in that team if he plays to his potential every week I mean and the fact that he's done it the past couple of weeks is brilliant but he needs some more consistency I mean he needs to be more proactive with his passing. He needs to improve his movement um, on the ball because sometimes he he'll become static after because he, he, he glides past players on occasion, literally steps past them in such an elegant manner, and then he'll stop. And it's like, come on, mate! Have you, it's it's like watching a PC reboot after you've done something. It, it, it's very frustrating but if he is to eradicate those few things because I understand he is I think he's 28 now so he's getting towards his prime these aren't huge things that he has to eradicate from his games these are only slight little changes and I think that's why he's not been been sold or completely ostracized from the group is because if we can see that he's got so much potential and so much natural ability the the management certainly can um and it's just about making sure he does that on a on a regular basis and then he'll be a, a fantastic asset um so i'm 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 not as not as you know anti dembele as you two are i certainly see the the negative aspects of it because they are glaringly obvious but on the flip side of that if he is to have a late sort of second wind a la Scott Parker and really nail down what he does and sort of concentrate a bit more on his game, then he'll be, a, you know, one of the, the better players in our squad. Yeah, definitely happily proven wrong. He's uh, He's got the ability, and I have always maintained that. It's just more his mentality that frustrates. 
and always has been. But uh, Carl Walker as well. So yes, I'll give you that. He's uh, I've always liked him though. So you know, I won't I won't disagree with you at all on Carl Walker. Danny Rose as well. I've got to say, I I, I still I'm not I'm not buying into your Ben Davis love, lads. I'm sorry. I still think we look a much better side going forwards with Danny Rose in the team. He was one of the reasons we conceded the goal yesterday. Oh, mate, I don't even buy that. Like Davis is that much better defensively than Rose's either. I just don't. I just I think we look an infinitely better side of Danny Rose in there. I think I think the point with this is that, and and it's something Raj said a few weeks ago. It's not necessary to look at Davis defensively as a player and as an individual. It's to look at how the players around him react, and I think that I think that the goal we conceded at the weekend was like a classic symptom of that because it was chaos in our box, and it's the kind of weird positioning um, anomaly you don't tend to see when Davis is on the pitch. I know I, I, he's a he's a flaw. It wasn't completely ways, Rose's just, fault that that goal either. There was some no, lax midfield not, tracking no. from Christian Eriksen, but he wasn't in his position where he should have been. And I, I, I the thing is, is I like both players. What I it, it, and the point is not to say that sort of Davis is, is the superior one of the two. I just what I don't buy is the kind of the portrayal that there's a, a chasm between them as footballers. I just think they're two, you know, useful options to have. Yeah. And, you know, there are merits in both and Rose is obviously the, the better player going forward, but I, I don't I still don't feel very secure with him at the back. That's not to say that sort of Davis is Palo Maldini, but I just there's a just a bit more structure when he's in the side because he's He's a little bit more orientated towards um, playing his role in his own half than getting forward, and that's something you need across the season. If you're if you're Man United, then you can play a Luke Shaw fullback, you know, for 38 games because you expect to be on the front foot in, in almost all of them. But for us, different occasions, different players. I just think it's a it's a good thing to have, and I I just yeah I don't like the the kind of the mass negativity which which greets any kind of um, Ben Davis inclusion. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't condone all that, but I just think, like, as much as we do have more of that structure, I just think there's just so much verve about our attacking play. It's not just that Rose is individually better going forwards. I think, like, the impact he has on our overall system is so much is so much bigger when he's there because we have that pace going forwards and we don't have a lot of pace in our team. We really don't. That's true, yeah. And I, I, no, I, I agree with that completely. He, and he stretches um, the play. I think we feel the um, contribution he makes on the left a lot more in the absence of Sun. I think if it were both Sun yeah. and Davies yeah. on the same side, then there'd be there'd be less of an issue because Sun's a lot more productive in the work he does um, than anybody else who has to. But if you've got Ericsson playing there, you know what's going to happen. I mean, Ericsson's. Know, an, an excellent footballer, we know this, but he's not going to take a man on the outside. No, he's he's very good he's at gonna, he's, not he's very good at pressing lines. on the front foot. So if there's a defender to press, he can yeah. do that very competently. But his tracking is a very weak part of his game, and I think it's it's just because it's such a foreign thing for him and such a, an unnatural thing for him to do. He does make the effort. You can see him actually running back into positions he thinks he should be in. It's just the actual, you know, it should be like riding a bike for a player after they've done it so much they should be able to just sort of track a man and and help the defenders out but he's, he's that's just a bit that's lacking in his game he may well you know improve but he's never going to be the best defensive you know midfielder in the world oh christ yeah. no but it's it's just nice having lots of options and stuff but I, I really want some back as well i think he's fit for villa he's really so scheduled, yeah he's scheduled to be back at the end of this week so um I mean, I'm, I'm sure he won't start on Monday, but he um, he'll be around. Nice little welcome back hat trick, perhaps. Exactly. 
That would be good. Um, right, so we are going to move on to Aston Villa now. Um, we have friend of the show. We can call him a friend of the show now, can't we? I think so. Oh, he's, yeah. he's, he's more of a business acquaintance for you two now. Friend first. I, mean, uh, I, I, speak to, I speak to Sam more about non-business matters than I do about anything else. Don't believe you. Um, Sam Ty. <laughs> Hello, Sam Ty. Welcome back to Rule the Roost. How are you doing, mate? I'm very well, thank you. I'm all the better to see Tim Sherwood leave his post as manager of Aston Villa. Oh, straight in there, mate. Signed straight your there, concerned mate. average fan. So, give us, give us a, for, for anyone that hasn't been like following this whole shit show unfold over the past few weeks... What, what what have been the actual like signposts to his steady destruction with with Aston Villa, much the same as it was at Spurs? Well, I mean, I can't, I certainly can't speak for the Spurs stuff, but I reckon you're going to start nodding your head uh, when I when I go through what's happened. He initially made a very good impression, uh, obviously the the quick spark, the master motivator in the opening months, and he managed to he managed to change the players' attitude. And actually, tactically, he wasn't bad last season, um, but this season. It's been a disaster. Uh, the select the team selections have been very, very questionable. The formations have been very, very strange. He continues to play players that shouldn't be playing and leaves players out that definitely should be playing, um, such as, you know, Jordan Veritu hasn't played. Jordan Ayew never got a look in, but Gested played up front, even though he couldn't play properly. He keeps playing Lescott over Clark, despite the fact that he cost us a goal a game. For the last two games, he's been playing Kieran Richardson at left-back over Jordan Amavi, who's probably been our best player this season. Does and he just dislike the name <laughs> Jordan? I think it must be something like that, yeah. He's, he's, he's got a serious discrimination against Jordans. Uh, it's, all, it's all just It has all just generally fallen to pieces over time as his lack of tactical acumen has, has been exposed. And... Somewhat, some another Villa fan I can't remember who put it very, very well uh, and summed it up. He spends he spends all three of his of his substitutions fixing the errors he didn't know he made in the starting of them. Very, very apt way of summing up what Sherwood does on the touchline over the course of ninety minutes on Saturday at three o'clock, just trying to fix his own problems. He also did some really weird stuff, like never. Never in his career at Villa did he ever play a three-five-two, <laughs> and then against Stoke he just rolled it out, and you know it's just absolutely out of the blue. He played Alan Hutton at right wing back instead of Bakuna, and obviously the latter is tailor made for a wing back role. He played Gested up front with no support, with no wingers, and no one to cross in the ball. And it's like, you know, as we know, Rudy Gested has no feet either. He has, he doesn't have any feet, and and he doesn't seem to have a chest anymore either. I'm not sure what's going on. Is it the, his chest is like Arthur Boric's punching hands? That's what it's like. He, he got to the point where you know everyone says, you know, when fans always go, I could do a better job, I could do a better job. It's a bit of posturing. This is a genuine situation in which 95% of the fans inside that stadium could do a better job, and that is uh, that is unfortunately uh, where it where it has all fallen down, and. Um, it's taken two weeks too long for for this eventuality to to occur. If 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 I'm correct in saying, I believe there's also been various leaks to Talksport miraculously over the past few weeks as well, which is something that seemed to happen whilst Tim Sherwood was at our club and uh, doesn't happen anymore. Um, what what was that about? Tim Talksport have got all the rumours and things like that. And yeah, something or other that. Ray, Ray, Ray Wilkins keeps having from... a chat with him in the morning. He keeps going on and going, oh, yeah, it's fine. Ray, 
go to the training ground. What are you doing on talk sport? And yeah, Dennis, that definitely has happened. He's just such an he's such an abysmal character, and he just I like I I understand like you know a lot of people will make this argument like yeah oh well you know it's great to see like a a, a young coach a young British coach blah 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 but then I also think well why does it why does it matter for a start where he's from. And also the fact the fact that he's younger. Ultimately, the guy's unqualified for his job, and he's it, it's like you've always said in the past, Raj. The fact he's he's so bubbling with arrogance that he turned down like the West Brom job, which was a Premier League manager's job, before eventually getting the Aston Villa job, just gives you that kind of measure of the guy, doesn't it? That there's there's, there's that difference between aiming high and just being an utter fucking twat. Really, I'm not is, sure he actually has his full set of coaching badges yet. And he's had two Premier League jobs. Do you think he's going to bounce back just off the off the uh, off the cuff, lads? Do you think he's going to end up in a Premier League job again? I think some some other poor tossers are going to take him. You'd see Newcastle bringing him in, probably, couldn't you? Possibly, possibly. I think he'll end up back in. He'll be he'll go he'll go to the he'll go to the coach's rehab that that is QPR and like spend like six to eight months. Um, coaching the coaching the first team there, or going back into youth coaching or something. I don't think he his ego his ego will not allow him to drop into the championship, and I don't think anybody else is going to take him after this. Swindon seems to be the uh, the prime location, given that he's uh, so friendly with the chairman there, and he seems to have managed eighty percent of their players yeah. one way or another. Um, the rumours about who's coming in it's it's ranged quite wildly. We I mean uh, we were texting the other day about David Moyes. Um, that doesn't seem to be happening because he just won 4-0 at the weekend. Um, although prior to that, they were awful. Uh, Real Sociedad, the one that's very close apparently. And if you heard Filippo Clare talking about it today, um, he seems almost certain that Remy Gard is going to take over. Um, what's your feelings about that? Because obviously he did he did all right with, with Leon. He's known as a, a sort of a youth team sort of producer and he'll bring in talent, which I'm sure you're happy with given that the only player anyone ever seems excited about at your place is is Irish and English Jack Grealish. Yeah, I don't I don't have that many strong opinions on Remy Gard, mostly because I, I'm reasonably unfamiliar with him by by my standards. I, and I, I've heard the same thing as you, Raj, in that he he basically took over that Leon job just after having seen like most of his assets, star assets, sold. And he's you know he's not going to take full credit for. It. I'm not I'm not giving him full credit, but he brought through the likes of Fekir and Lacazette into the team. Uh, and Titi as well. I think Gonalons was partly him as well. So there's plenty there in favour of him promoting players. Uh, Villa are somewhat lacking in the homegrown department, bar Grealish, because Clark is all right. Gary Gardner has ripped his ACL about three times. So that's about it. The list is very, very short. So that would be nice and exciting. And for a club like Villa, who basically don't win silverware, one of the joys that you can get out of the game and, and one of the joys that you can still find in your team is is cheering on a homegrown player. I mean, everybody does it. You guys do it with Harry Kane. We do it with Jack Grealish. Uh, it's it's very it's 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 a nice moment, and it's something that you can still attach yourself to, uh, especially as the money keeps piling in. And when you get further and further away from the silverware, you tend to sort of feel like you're getting a bit closer to the homegrown players because you need something to celebrate, right? We don't just do this to be miserable, or I do, but maybe not you guys. So that that is a positive, but. You know, the style he'll bring in, I don't know. I, the formation, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I have, I do have an, an exceptional conspiracy theory, though, if I can share <laughs> it with you guys. And I am a massive cynic, so bear with me. But 
given the fact that Tim Sherwood has been moaning and moaning and moaning about these signings and about how like he didn't really ask for any of them and they were t- they were they were signed above his head, given the fact that they're all from League A, given they're all you know French speaking and probably familiar to Remy Gard, and given how quickly this Remy Gard stuff has moved over the course of like 24 to 48 hours from Sherwood being sacked, I just wonder really if Remy Gard wasn't just contacted in the summer and said. We think Tim's going to fuck up at some point. Do you want the job when he, when, he, when, he, when, he, when he goes? Who do you want us to buy so they're there already? We don't have to use the January transfer window. I am a massive cynic, but it's all happened so quickly. And if God is, in fact, familiar with Idrissa Gay, with Jordan and Marvi, with Ayu, with Veritu, and he blatantly will be, it's like a match made in heaven for him, isn't it? And I just feel like... Did you guys actually plan this all along, you know? That's what a lot of Liverpool fans said about uh, Jurgen Klopp, didn't they? That there's all these signs that XYZ signings were made by Klopp in the summer in some kind of clandestine meeting and such. So uh, I'm going to be honest, Sam, I, I don't really buy it, mate. I'm going to be honest with you. It fits very nicely, but I just I don't know. Not for me. I'm not going to go out searching for answers or anything, Jack. Don't worry about. It. Don't worry about that. But that's you're going to get your. Uh, I, uh, the truth is out there. Poster up on the wall. <laughs> I'm going to. Um, it's just something I came up with uh, on Sunday when I was just thinking about it. I thought that is that is that is falling into line rather quickly and 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 rather conveniently for everyone involved, isn't it? Could be worth a little pitch to someone, mate. Though the idea, the theory. Give it a go. Try and <laughs> probably not get an article out of it. <laughs> I'll be struggling next month when you want two out of me a week, so I'll nick it at one point at some point. Okay, you do that. I just, I just like the fact that you spend your time in the makeup chair coming up with these crackpot theories. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. That wasn't, it wasn't exactly <laughs> where it came from, but yeah, fair enough. What do you do when you sat in the makeup chair? Do you like watch E? I write on my whiteboard. Uh, I've got a little whiteboard with notes on for the for the videos and stuff, so I try and write on that. Oh, do you not you not catch up with the the makeup people about the Kardashians and stuff? No, it's just it's just not that kind of scene, Raj. You'd be disappointed. <laughs> I just got this picture of you with your feet up reading Heat. Yeah. <laughs> the feet are up and there are no free magazines. No dressing gown. No dressing gown. Does does your mirror have like the exposed light bulbs <laughs> around the side of it? I don't have a mirror. You you guys think I do something important, don't you? You think this is like legit. This is yeah, this is this is far less than you think. Do you have a fluffer? <laughs> Just Google it, mate. Google it at work. Google it on the work internet. No, I want to hear the explanation from Raj so I can say yes or no. A fluffer works in the pornography industry um, to help the talent before the shoot to make sure they are uh, properly prepared for for action. I don't think there's one of those. I think we've got a long list of people to hire. One of them might be on it. That's someone's actual job. Think about it. I'm like, someone that's actually kind of, well, they probably haven't filled in a CV to get that job, have they? It's just someone that's been, <laughs> just someone that's been exploited, essentially. That's that's all that it is. Um, we should probably move on from this because it's getting problematic, lads. It's getting problematic. It's, it's definitely not about Sherwood anymore. It's not about Sherwood anymore. Uh, and we'll we'll talk about Aston Villa because now that's it. He's gone. He's not a part of Aston Villa anymore. He's part of your folk. I've got one last question. Go on I've got Go one on last question about this video. So do you ever <laughs> just for. Do you ever film things, Sam, in like an empty office with just one settee at the back? No. No? All right, that's, that's all right. <laughs> is this some kind of casting couch thing you're going on about? <laughs> it's not as funny if you say it, Jack. Is it in a... Do you ever <laughs> stage them in a black cab at all, Sam, perchance? <laughs> How much porn do you two watch? Not much anymore, actually, but I still I keep I keep in touch with the scene. I've got my porn people. They tell me what's going on, yeah. <laughs> 
Which is probably worse, isn't it? Like having having porn people, they're probably not very nice people. They're definitely not very nice people. Um, no way they're uh, nice people. <laughs> they're really not. Morally bankrupt. We have to watch it just so we've got something to speak to Seb about. That's true. You know how much... You know he spends so much of his time alone at home. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like talking about things like that. He does our... Have you guys uh, talked about his new display picture yet on the podcast? No, oh, that's you know a good, that's a very good segment, actually. You've, you've... You know what I thought the other day, Jack? You, you know if the debut Arctic Monkeys record was recorded in Bath? Shit. That'd be the front cover. Indeed. Yeah, very good. Instead very of a northerner with a fag in his mouth, it'd be Seb with his cravat. <laughs> <laughs> the Sultan of Selfies. Um, the Sultan of Selfies. He does He does look a bit like Clive Owen. But I genuinely, for the last year and a half, I thought he was an owl. <laughs> As I always said to Roger, like I, I hadn't really ever seen a, a, a proper image of Seb because even on his even on his like personal channels and things, he he keeps his kind of pictures very locked down unless he's just got all the privacy settings turned up around me, which is probably quite a wise move. Um, but that side, like he, uh, I, I, my my mental image of Seb was always Benedict Cumberbatch. Like I'd be talking to him doing a podcast with him, and I'd just be thinking I was talking to Benedict Cumberbatch. Not that he really sounds that much like him, and I'm probably being slightly classist in saying that, but, yeah, I think so, you know. They kind of, they roll in similar circles. I think Benedict and uh, Sebastian. Ooh, 3-0 Sheffield Wednesday. 3-0 Sheffield Sheffield Wednesday. Jesus. Um... That's a happy night, isn't it? It is. But anyway, Tim Sherwood's gone. Seb's got a new profile picture. But what's the future having still for Aston Villa Football Club, Sam Ty? What's the correlation between those two things? We'll come to that in a minute. Uh, the, the Villa, <laughs> I don't know what guard... If he, well, obviously it looks like he's going to come in. Uh, will he have anything in place ahead of the ahead of the weekend? Don't know. He's got a few extra days, obviously, with the game being on the Monday. Um, I have happy memories of this fixture. It is at White Hart Lane, right? I have a happy fixtures of this memory last year with a great Ben Seco header, but there's no way we're winning this one. You guys are you guys are looking great. I really underestimated you uh, in the summer. I think I, I, I fear, should I say, looking great. I think most people underestimated us. Most Spurs fans probably underestimated, underestimated, underestimated Spurs. Um, I know I certainly did, but I don't know. It's quite nice. We're, we're kind of slipping under the radar a bit, which. I mean, people are starting to pay a bit more attention to us now, but the majority of the season we've kind of gone fairly unnoticed. But one one defeat still, which is uh, pretty decent. Yeah, opening day as well, wasn't it? Well, there was a few draws, so everyone ignored you for a while, and then and then and now you started winning again. You've got after Villa, you've got a few tough games, haven't you? So I think if you come out of those with like sort of six to nine points, you won't fly under the radar through December it'd be interesting to have someone else's perspective on this one actually um, Sam what have you made of Harry Kane this year do you do you buy into much of the the fraud type theories and that he's a one season wonder or you know from, from your position on the outside how, how, how do you see him I think he's brilliant and um, I think the whole one season wonder thing is really stupid obviously um, the social media Twitter etc the, the the lust or the need to have an opinion has kind of forced people's hands and they've they've, they've, they've knee jerked their way into saying oh he's a one season wonder but the thing with Kane is obviously you guys are going to be very aware I know Raj is a, is a big big fan of him it's not always about the goals because he's obviously not just like a poacher like he is a very very good target man 
He's very strong. His play, his link-up play is really, really good. The way he drops in and then picks out passes over the top is really, really impressive. He probably shoots too much, but that is basically the only criticism I have of him. I was at the Liverpool game, uh, the nil-nil, uh, the and Kane absolutely tore Skirtle to shreds. Uh, he was absolutely fantastic. Although he didn't get on the score sheet, obviously, one-on-one, he had his number right from the start. Much, much better than him. So... I'm a big fan of Kane, and like the, the hat-trick was nice to see. It's nice to see him scoring the goals. He's taken a lot of flack unnecessarily. And I think, really, people people want to hate him, or people want to think he's a one-season wonder, rather than actually just looking at it and thinking, right, I'll decide for myself. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, speaking of promising young players and potential one-season wonders, how's, how's Jack Grealish been getting on this season for you guys? Well, he's been OK, Um and he's not—he's not been brilliant, but not you know through no fault of his own. Basically, he got—he picked up like a, a hamstring or a calf strain in pre-season and missed all of it, um, and that's obviously always a bit of a setback. So he missed the first two games, and then he came back in, and he, he got another injury, and then in the international break he declared for England. Hodgson invited him to the camp, and Sherwood said no, he needs to have an actual pre-season. He's basically still unfit; he can't play 90 minutes. So it's all been a bit disjointed. Which is a bit of a shame because Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak, and quick dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Obviously, he's basically one of our best players now. If, if not our best player, then one of our best players. And when you're in a relegation fight and you are down the end of the table, not having your best player on the pitch is a massive problem. Um, Sherwood was, has been a little bit careful with him. Um, just trying to make sure he doesn't do any more harm to him. Um, flashed, flashed excellence. He was really, really good at Palace until his legs gave out in the third game. And, you know, I've no doubt that he's going to be, he's going to be a stunning little player. You know, stylistically, if, if people haven't really cottoned onto him yet, he's very, very, very alike to Adam Lallana in the way he plays like on the half turn and, 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 and moves fluidly and sort of turns between the lines and is always picking up positions that are very, very strong. My only hope, of course, is he can actually play 90 minutes in the end because Alarm definitely can't and there's a little bit more end product as well, which I'm, I'm sure will happen because he's a ridiculously clever footballer. Has he cut his hair yet? Uh, he's changed it ever so slightly. It's just less radical, but it's still very greenish. And the socks are still down. He's, he looks awesome. He doesn't? He does. No, I'm not having that. Um, also, um, Brad Guzan, is he completely shit now? <laughs> or is it just a moment? He, unfortunately, has taken a turn for the worst this season. Um, I was one of Guzan's biggest defenders last season. Sherwood, to his credit, actually tried to move him on this summer and sign Timo Horn, but never managed to do it. 
Um, That's a pawn then. Timo Horn, yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And uh, he, try- he did try to get rid of Guzan, and uh, it's starting to become clear why. Third game against Palace, threw it out to Jordan Amavi under pressure, conceded a goal. Obviously, you're referring to the latest error, which is the Lescott one at Chelsea, where he did pretty much exactly the same thing, cost us a goal. So, very disappointing. This season's like the death of the American goalkeeper. Seemingly, yeah. Although I do think that Tim Howard actually, he he perished last season. He was absolutely abysmal last season. Um, So, yeah, basically, post-World Cup, they've been atrocious. I don't even think he was... You know that Belgium game where everyone went mad for him? I didn't think it was that great because Belgium essentially spent most of that match just kicking the ball at him. Yeah, he did. Like, he did make a lot of saves straight at it. I, it's just look, he broke the save record, didn't he? So that, you know, again with with Twitter and you know infographics flying around, it, it it does it does get people on his side. I thought he played well. I don't think he deserved to be nicknamed the Ministry of Defence by any means. Phone, phone call from Obama <laughs> from everyone. It was ridiculous. You, you know how it is, though. The best thing is, as well, after that, that was like the last game at the World Cup, comes back, and then there's a horrifying season for Everton. And, uh, it, you know, some of the Americans that had been celebrating his, his exploits over the summer, who don't really watch Premier League, were still telling us, like, in February, that he was one of the world's best keepers, when he'd pretty much directly cost Everton about 25 points by then. Guzan's almost guaranteed to have a quality game against us now, though, Rod. Do you realise yeah. that? Oh, we seem to have this curse of keepers. He does. He did play well, definitely at White Hart Lane last year. Definitely relieved a lot of pressure by coming out and claiming the ball. But he usually saves up his absolutely stunning game for West Ham, and the West Ham fans really get annoyed about this. He's brilliant against the Hammers twice a year. Hope I haven't jinxed that. Uh, so you you should be okay. Nobody can beat this new weird West Ham. Oh, I'll say in that they only save their best performances for the big side, so you should be all right. Please. That's not. It's not hardly a dig when they're in the relegation zone, Jack. It's, it's, we are bottom of the table. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be taking West Ham doing quite well. I could. I could have really dealt with them being quite shit before they moved into a massive stadium. But they've got rugby right course in their new ground at the minute. I do I know? I know well enough. The bronze final, as it's called, not the not the third place playoff. The bronze. Well, they're playing final, a um, they're playing a proper rugby it. game now when uh, England rugby league play against New Zealand in a few weeks. Um, so if you two are free on that weekend, you should go and actually watch some proper rugby instead of this nonsense they've been playing on ITV over the past few weeks. Oh, I'm not going into the Olympic Stadium, mate. Horrible place. Have you been? Have you soulless? I think I've listened to a couple of your podcasts when you and Seb try and talk about rugby, and I don't want to listen to it. Do you you listen to our podcast and not the football ramble? Well, this one's better. Oh, we we can put that on if we ever had like an advertising thing, Jack. We could put that on. Yeah. Testimonial. Bleacher yeah. Report, Sam Tai. We, we can put one of those reviews on where, you know, basically some calls us absolute shite, and then we'll see that <laughs> yeah, as well. Balance, yeah. Counterbalance it. It's good to get the balance, yeah. I don't think Marcus would be very happy with me, but yeah, what done, what's done is done. I have said it. I do believe no it. No such thing as God, Marcus. We win. I'm not into all that, but fair enough. <laughs> um, I think I know what line's going to get edited out. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> it's, it's, I'm um, Sam, so it seems as if he's in support of the statement. <laughs> when, he gets called, when he gets called in at work for a meeting with HR, and you're just like, listen, if you ask Raj, he'll tell you. Just re edit yeah. a laugh in one of Sam's I'm gonna put, in place. I'm going to put in one of his, yeah, um, yes, completely. Or one, of ones, <laughs> one of the most damning ones. Yeah, or the one that Warner has always been absolutely atrocious, hasn't he? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, I'm going to have to leave that entire section in now just so it makes sense. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, Sam, how, how do you see yourself lining up this weekend then against the mighty Tottenham Hotspur? Absolutely no idea because we'd have a bloody manager, do we? Um, I think if he's if he's not if he's not stupid, and I I've reason to believe, looking at his resume, that he's not stupid. Um, we might be looking at a four-two-three-one, probably Jack Grealish behind Jordan Ayew, um, Carlos Hill to come in. No Adam Atroyori, I don't think just yet, but a bit of stability in midfield and I, and Jordan and Marvy back in. Basically all the Jordans um, in a reasonable formation that hasn't been dreamt up on the spot uh, with Jordan Ayew up front. Jordan Ayew was really, really good in the in the IU Derby, uh, IU Derby this week. Obviously Villa played Swansea, Jordan played Andre. He was better than Andre uh, on the day and he won the Derby, the, the, the duel of the brothers, but obviously we didn't win the game. He, he's coming into form now and I think it's time to drop Gisted who can't seem to control a ball properly and uh, and give him a go up top. Um, all right then, Sam. Well, thanks very much. Score prediction. Can we have evening. a score prediction, Sam? Well, go on in, yeah, go on in. Let's get, let's get a score prediction from him, if we're going to press you. 3-1 to Spurs. Ooh. What about you, Raj? What are you thinking about? 5-0. 5-0. Really? Genuinely? Yeah. Fancy it. Depends. Have we got a new manager bounce? That that fabled new manager bounce, it might count for something, but... Yeah, probably not. No, we 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 survived the uh, the clock the clop onslaught. So Remy Gard's not going to stand a chance. Yeah, that that twenty minutes in which Liverpool played well. <laughs> yeah, basically that was all it was, wasn't it? Yeah, they did that thing on was it BT that the game was on where like they had clop on big screen for most of it and the game in like a corner because he was the big. Oh, it's it's pathetic, isn't it? Getting quite annoyed about that. They were saying, you know, what's what? They keep cutting to this random football game during this Jurgen Klopp documentary. <laughs> what the fuck? Is... Uh, it was a bit. I mean, I was at the stadium, so I didn't see it. But uh, apparently, it was like six or seven times in twenty minutes they cut to him, and it was getting a bit much. Of course, this this was all. This whole Klopp thing was like the Liverpool fans were like, yeah, we're not actually that fussed about this. It's like the the media were doing it for everybody else because they thought that's what they wanted. It was a bit strange, actually. Right then, Sam. Thank you very much for giving us your time this evening, and uh, good luck for the rest of the season, mate. I hope you, I hope you don't go down. I, I quite like. No, I I genuinely hope you do go down because you've been shit for about five years now, and I can't be faced watching you anymore. No, Raj, Raj, sorry. Now Tim's gone. You can you can. You can take off the mask and you can take down the walls. We, you do like us. I know you do. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I, I want you to go down just so I can laugh at you, personally. Yeah, well, that's just going to the person you are. <laughs> it is. I'm, I'm not a big man. It massively is as well. There's absolutely no <laughs> yeah. objection. It's great. That's genuinely the type of person I am. You know, the first person that would be in contact with you, almost on full time of your relegation being confirmed. You're going to have the, all the text loaded up, yeah. I'm sure of it. Weeks in advance. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll just do what Tim did and just turn off his phone. <laughs> yeah. Which didn't work, by the way. He still got fired. <laughs> what did they do? Just knock on his door? Who, who knew? He did. He, he joked in the post-match press conference. He said, uh, "They said, are you worried about losing your job?" He goes, "I just, I'll just turn my phone off." So, like, Tim, Tim, mate, that oh, that's not going to work. <laughs> I bet he actually did think that it's foolproof. This, I'm just going to turn up. Yeah, just turns off on Monday. Tim, you're not the manager. Training then, lads. 10 a.m. Off we go. Tim, you're not the manager. Come on, guys. Cone drills. Yeah, yeah. Come on, come on, Tim. Egg and spoon race. That's his kind of level, isn't it? He's he's packing up his office, taking down his nuts calendar from the uh, back of his locker. Yeah, and the f- the big framed picture of himself. Yeah. Well, that's a bit more Brendan Rodgers, really, isn't it? Um, 
Right. Very, very interesting about the Brendan Rogers thing, about that painting, very quickly. So I keep going on. The Rogers painting, which was not made clear in the thing, because you know it just looks like he's got a painting of himself and he's well full of himself. He did yeah, volunteer yeah. coaching for disabled children and they painted it for him as a thank you. True story. You still want to hang it up. Mate, look, edit that bit out, Raj. We're not having any, any pro Brendan Rogers stuff on it. But air. you still wouldn't hang it up if it's a picture of yourself. I don't know, it depends, doesn't it? You'd have it in a cupboard and you'd go, oh, did I tell you about the time I disabled a disabled kid? No, I coached disabled kids. Yeah. It'd be a different story if you made the kids disabled, then you may well volunteer. Yeah, he, probably, <laughs> but, he probably masturbates whilst looking at it as well anyway. So. But, you know, you keep it in a cupboard and you go, oh, hey, look at this, isn't this really impressive? You wouldn't hang it on your wall as a centrepiece. S- stick it on the wall if ever the kids come round again or any of the mums come round. You know, oh, yeah, it's still there, we all, you know... Everyone loves it. Everyone says how good it is, but no one looks at it, really. Like you say, it's in a cupboard. Um, please edit all this out. <laughs> oh, God. This is what um, happens when you get some tie on all these unprofessionals. I know, right? Look at this. This is supposed to be like one of the most professional people we get on here, and this is descended into this. Jokes about disabled kids, about <laughs> wanking, about Brendan Rogers. <laughs> Fuck's all this. Sam Ty. It's not gone as I had it drawn up, but what, th- what, this isn't going on his LinkedIn. Mate, this makes perfect sense actually because I can imagine you have to keep it you have to keep it in the cage quite a lot sometimes. I mean, you can't all have like, you know, wacky elephant pseudonyms on Twitter and just spout off any old crap as it comes in. So you, you have to keep it all quite contained. So I see why this is probably uh, coming out to the fore now. This darker side of yourself. Three three minute video limit on the videos of Boots You've and I'm not allowed to swear. And I've got a professional in quotes Twitter account. So yeah, maybe this is my release. Oh, there's <laughs> another porn reference. Do you do you have a hidden Twitter account? One that you just swear and troll people on? What, like a personal one? Yeah. No, no. Yeah, he I, does. I, there's I, too I much the idea yeah, of having one for like two yeah. weeks, and um, find it. I just I kept you know on TweetDeck when you switch between the accounts, I just kept getting it wrong, so I just couldn't take the risk anymore. Mine's even more embarrassing for me. I've got I've got an actual like a personal professional one that I just kind of created in case like. My bosses and other people were like, "What's your own Twitter account?" I just retweet random, boring like social media articles and stuff from, um, which I find quite harrowing that it exists. You 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 see it every now and again, don't yeah, you? Yeah, it just, probably throws me off Twitter when Jack tweets something that's actually like sensible and not him baiting somebody or making some sort of outrageous statement for his own amusement. <laughs> I, I just have to take that split second where I go, he's not gone, he's not gone normal, has he? And they're going, no, it's, it's the wrong account. <laughs> not going to happen. Um, we best we best get you off sometime because I think uh, Seb's waiting for us. Is that another another porn <laughs> reference there? Porn? Yeah. Oh yeah, we're we're we're, we're fast approaching Seb o'clock yeah, as well. Yeah, because he's, so. he's going to want to go to bed soon. Fair enough. All right then, guys, a pleasure as always. Cheers, Sam. Thanks so much, mate. Thank you very much, Sam Ty. Um, that was that was pretty constructive chat about Tim Sherwood there. Um, I think it was, I feel like it was a lot better than the first half. I actually listened to what Sam was saying, so we won't have any repeats of that slightly embarrassing Carl Walker episode, Seb. Um. <laughs> From the, from the this first. is one of the few times we've actually recorded Rule the Roost in a chronological <laughs> order. It is, actually. So we don't even have to pretend that we've just spoken to Sam, because we have. Which we've is literally what just chronological did. means, isn't it? Mm. Um, <laughs> Seb, you weren't with us, so you won't know how much we laughed at you. Uh, I'll look forward to that tomorrow.
We, uh, well, actually, we, we do need to speak to you about your new profile. Yeah, let's, let's get straight into that. All right, go on then. This was uh, Sam Ty's one, one demand was that we ask you about your new picture. Yeah. You, I mean, you've been it's a all... man of mystery for so long. I mean, like I said, we've been, we've been even like friends on Facebook for a while, and I don't, I, I've never really seen a proper picture of you until this uh, this new profile picture has come, come to light. I have an intimate knowledge of the bridges of Bath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's really just page. one bridge as well. It's not many. Um, <laughs> you don't walk too no, far. And various various snippets of wildlife as well. I do that on a wildlife. Oh, well, the thing is, is that I am um, one of the... Uh, web- the tugboat. <laughs> <laughs> the tourist cruiser. Um, for one of the websites that I work for, um, I have started putting little profile pictures up on their byline. And um, I tried to shovel the um, the the, uh, the one that I was using at Umax it over to them, which is at, I think maybe ten or eleven years old, and they weren't having that as a as a proper picture. So they said like you just you know take it on your phone, and I couldn't really give a good explanation as to why I wouldn't do that. So I was like, all right, go on then. Um, and I I just um, yeah, it ended up being um, it's being used uh, everywhere now. So how many um, how many versions of the picture did you take before you settled on one that you I'll liked? tell you. Let me. Um, I've, I've still got the. Um, I've still got the uh, the first few attempts. Hang on. Can we put them all as a gallery no, on the website? No, no <laughs> Did no, you do no, any no, wacky no. ones, Seb? Were you like, maybe I should do a, a fairly wacky one with well, like, like with a, a sort of like with a, a a pose of some kind. Yeah, kind of like a raised Dwayne the Rock Johnson style eyebrow <laughs> or something. <laughs> No, I, I, he did a couple where he sort of looked away from the camera. In a no, 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 I, I, I absolutely man. did. I um, <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, I will, I will, I will send. I, I, so have you got? A, I bet you've got somewhere you're not looking at the camera, don't you? Where you're like looking off camera, wistfully oh, yeah, into I'm the sending, distance. I'm sending it to you, to you, to you two now. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Hang on. Um, you you realise this is going to get tweeted out from the rule of risk. That's all right. I don't mind that. The funniest one is where um, fully prepared for that. Okay, I'm going to send all three to you. Um, have they all got your is your cravat in all of them yeah because I do it with, it's all done within like a minute did you not make wardrobe changes fuck <laughs> off did you try a hat at any point no <laughs> like were, a pork pie were they all in black and white um, yeah because uh, I've got a little bit of grey at the front of my hair and I thought you know what? It's quite becoming of a of a of an older man. Though, so not older. Sorry, not older. He's, he's a couple of months older than you. Sh- don't, uh, don't we're not allowed to go on to that one. We're not. Allowed, we're not allowed to do that. Okay, so I'm gonna, the, the, the thing about it is that I am um, the anonymity is, is is I prefer it. It's just it's it, it's always been easier. Okay, so the one I'm going to send you now is when I hadn't quite got the hang of where the camera lens was. So there's that one. Um, <laughs> um, and then when I'm looking up strangely I don't know what I'm doing in this one here I feel like, <laughs> I feel like this is that next top model and then and then one where uh, the this, one where this is a cracking podcast bit for <laughs> listening isn't it? We'll, we'll, we'll tweet this afterwards god the, the, the one where you're looking straight up one is, weird, is, is quite terrifying is, yeah I find that one quite scary I can't look at it anymore I think I I, I yeah, I, 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 yeah. The um, one looking off camera is good, though. So, do you know the uh, one of the observations made from one of your followers, Seb, that I, I can't help but agree with is uh, Clive Owen. There's a touch of the Clive Owens about you there. Yeah, I don't really see it, but um, no, I, I see the Clive Owen thing. It's um, meh, I don't know. 
It's not the thing that I compared really, it to, it? Um, Seb, is do you remember the cover of the uh, debut at Monkeys Up record? Yeah. Or the guy with the fag in his mouth. Yeah, yeah but I said um, when we were speaking to Sam Ty, if that had been recorded and released in Bath, it would have been <laughs> your face on the co- <laughs> instead, of the, instead of the Northern. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, okay. It's because it's that same sort of uh, aspect ratio. <laughs> So, so I, I know you said you, you kind of like the anonymity, but is there anything you do quite like about being out of the co- out of the closet, so to speak? Um, in terms I don't of the think picture? he's changed that much, mate. He's just <laughs> put a picture up. <laughs> well, this is the thing. It became like an event. I just updated my profiles on things, and and I I, I went to um. Mate, you're a public figure. It's going to be an event. Public figure. You know? I, I, you're I, a public um, figure. It's of public interest to see your face, mate. Like I, I'd go that far. I. I, I, that night I went to um I went to have supper with my mum in Oxford and I was coming back on the train and um I left all my, obviously my social media accounts off and I was chatting to my mum and um and I got back on the train and, and there were discussions going on about my face on Twitter like between people <laughs> I didn't even know it was uh, yeah I didn't I don't know it's it's fine I I, I guess I just has the has your female followership either boosted or dwindled um neither really. Is it, have they have they have they not sort of like made any nice comments or anything? No, no, which I'm hurt by, obviously. But um, no, I, I I don't think I'm followed by many women. It's something that I don't I don't feel very good about. But I don't know, females on Facebook liked it. That was good. Good that. What about the? Uh, is is this your new uh, Tinder picture as well? So yeah, it's funny you should ask. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Seven Tinder Jesus. You know what? That's actually quite a good segue because I um. Oh god, this I don't know where this is going. No. So I'm actually feeling quite no. nervous. <laughs> it's not, nothing worse than anything's <laughs> happened before. He's, he's getting his sandals holiday books. Is it? That's really I, <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be Club eighteen to thirty, is it anymore? He's too old for that. Oh Jesus! At least I, I can still sneak in at the tail end. I can still be the old bastard at the bar, you know, <laughs> there with my WKD in my hand. No, I don't think you want to be that guy. No. The old guy. I'm not far off. Seb's he's speaking from experience. Um, yeah, Tinder's weird. Like, Tinder. I, I tell you, I. I, um, I, I <laughs> I find that um, women are quite forward now. <laughs> they are. I am, I'm I, loving I, hearing Raj barely unable to contain himself. I um. <laughs> I I I matched with a, um, a a girl yesterday, and um, I kind of I, I maybe I've misunderstood what Tinder is because I, the, the the message I got from her was just like. Made my eyes water. Terrible. Can we move on? Oh, come on. You, you can't keep us hanging like this. You've got to send a screenshot. I, 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 I can't, mate. I can't. I can't even prove myself. You can, you can have all the, the funny pictures in my face you want, but I'm not screenshotting that. I'm too embarrassed by that one. Yeah, it's just Seb's Tinder game. I've never laughed so much oh, on this podcast. Just, we, a, a couple of friends of mine said that I should do it, and I, 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 I <laughs> they weren't friends. They weren't. That's the thing. That's what I'm realising. They weren't friends. Um, and um, yeah, it's just um, it is. It is actually literally the same picture that I've got on Twitter. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh. 
Sorry about that. I didn't mean to. I wasn't laughing at you. It was oh, just okay. the thought of you teaching yourself how to swipe and it just the mental image of you doing it was too much for me all at once. Yeah, well, it feels. <laughs> just imagining Seb putting in to a last hello there. Do you fancy good for supper? <laughs> Lucky girl. <laughs> I'd like to go to the cinema. Sorry, I go by myself. <laughs> not ashamed of that either. No, I go to the cinema by myself too. Oh, I'm so, uh, that's brilliant. That's that's your that's your version of Jack falling off his chair. <laughs> Chairgate. Oh, oh those are the I, days. Sca- I scare guests off. Jack bricks chairs. <laughs> Sub goes on Tinder. They're our finest they- moment. <laughs> That really, really hurt, Chairgate. I really hit my head hard on the on the, on the <laughs> sofa. So when I think about it, it's, I need a trigger warning before you make chair Chairgate jokes. Right? That was that was that was very very funny. It's the fact that you tried to continue from the floor, <laughs> thinking that we wouldn't be able to tell <laughs> that you were away further away. Well. <laughs> Consummate professional, though. Yeah. Right. When have I given you any other other impression? Um, sure. Have we got any questions? Any decent oh, you know, questions? Should we just fuck off? Listen, questions. I um, I want to give some love. Oh, have to you joined plenty of fish as well? No, I want to give some love to the ticket office because I um, I, I I know the club get a lot of abuse and stuff, and, and not a lot of good things said get said. But I um had a bit of a, a ticketing issue with um, the Billy game today, and and the woman in the office was great. She was um, she went above and beyond to help me. So a bit of positive PR for the club there. Was she the one you matched with? On <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, darling. I'm a very influential man in the Tottenham community and I'll uh, give you a shout out on my podcast. <laughs> your Sergio Giorgini jacket. Go, go to the questions. Go to the questions. Uh, I think we should stop the questions and just get people to question you, Seb, on various aspects of your... All right, here we go. <laughs> Uh, Atia, meal bull. Oh no, that's somebody <laughs> complaining that that's somebody complaining that you two didn't put the last couple of weeks on the website. Um, Phil Walker's the first question. Uh, Delia Lee has settled in well in the Premier League. Who was the last player that we signed from a lower league club who settled in so quickly? Hmm, Michael Dawson. Dawson. Yeah, can't really think of anyone else. I remember thinking, obviously this was rubbish, but I remember thinking that Michael Brown would do quite well. No, he was a decent player he's, when we signed him, mate. He was very promising. I, I mean, I just remember. I mean, he he was, but he was a completely. I remember my memories of him at Sheffield United were like twenty-five yard screamers. I mean, like as a really good footballer, but he was kind of. When he him and to, Tong was it Tong as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. And and Jagielka was there at the same time. That's a good little Sheffield United team, actually. They still hate Carlos Tevez. Yeah, I bet they do. One of one of my mates is a season ticket holder at Sheffield United, and I've been texting him now just to wind him up about Chef Wednesday doing so well. And his only response has been, "At least twenty thousand of those won't be there for the next game." <laughs> and he goes, "When they went three 0 up, I turned off," yeah. <laughs> um, which is, you know, gives you some sign of the rivalry. What I did bait him by going, "Have you seen this? This is a proper Sheffield performance. Wow. There's only one team in the city, uh, but he's at Port Vale now. I think um, Michael Brown, if memory serves me." I think I I covered him once um, when he was when he was there. He's at, um he was at Leeds before. He's been everywhere. He has. He's he was at Portsmouth, he, I think, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, Wigan as well and Fulham. I think that's pretty much it. because he's, he's had you know at least ten clubs. He was a good player. He was a good um, 
division or well, what what's now the championship. He was a he was a he was a good player at that level. He wasn't just a gritty hatchet man. I think he did become that though. Um Sean Gormley has sent us uh, quite a healthy paragraph. Um it's not, not as long as some of the, the ones that really annoy Seb. But it's they um, annoy you too. <laughs> I'm blaming this on you, Seb. Um how do you reconcile that Sherwood sacking before we play them has robbed you and all Spurs fans of the potential for unbridled joy? He's saying this as if we're not... He's he's worded that strangely as if he's not happy that it's happened. Um, I'm not sure if he's a Spurs fan or not. I think he is. Knowing that it's unlikely for any top clubs to put him back in a position for us to destroy him anymore. Um, nah, out of sight, out of mind. It is a shame. There's still always that lingering fear, really, that he could have still gotten that result against us. So, you know, that could have been egg on the face. That's the thing. It could have been worse. We could have saved his job. I mean, that would have been vile. That's, you know... You know you, you have but to, um, I, I don't you know if I... And you, you, and you drop it. I mean, that would have you know, been very yeah. spurred. I still don't know if I agree so much, though, that no one else will take a punt on him. I think like whilst people the likes of Sam Allardyce and Mark Hughes keep getting jobs, I think there's always going to be a place for a Tim Sherwood. They built themselves up. Oh, fuck so. them, I don't care. I hate them both. <laughs> Allardyce actually put in shift with his dodgy tash at yeah, Bolton yeah. and got him promoted. Yeah. Fair. And, you know, Hughes has been about a few clubs and actually done an all right job at he Blackburn and, and, Wales. And, yeah, and Wales. And Wales. Great. He did um, a pretty good job so, but, while he was there, actually. Yeah, and then he, he thought it was too big for the club. He, he did, but didn't he? I mean, Hughes's entry into the game is quite similar to Tim Sherwood. So he was relatively. He was, Mark Hughes is an infinitely better player than Tim Sherwood. Nah, not not in terms of playing, but in terms of as a manager, he went into. He's an infinitely better manager than Tim Sherwood. He did to be sort fair of well. migrate into the game, yeah. I yeah. He, he sort of. He, he didn't. He wasn't, as far as I know, he unless he was a part time coach at the end of his playing career, he did just sort of slide into management. I also remember him being an utter bastard in that um, Worthington Cup, I think it still was at the time, final. Basically, a League Cup final at the Millennium Stadium when Blackburn beat us. And he should have had about three red cards that game. And I think it's ever since that point, I've just had a hatred of Mark Hughes. Um, He he had grey hair then, didn't he, in that game? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I think it was his last game, last last actual game as as a player as well. Yeah. Potentially, or it was it was his last season because they don't play at the end of the season in the league cup. So uh, something like that. Completely forgotten about that. Fuck Mark Hughes. Yeah. Um, have you You've got one last question? Go on in. Um, which is from Skander Mabruk. I hope I'm saying his name right. Um, it says been watching Dexter a lot lately. Um, the I hope he means the cartoon Dexter's Laboratory. Uh, with Didi, his sister. Um, so who was wondering? So was wondering. Sorry, who in the current squad is most likely to be a vintage uh, vigilante serial killer? Love the pod. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, thanks thank you a bit. We don't re- usually read those bits out, but I just sort of. It's quite nice, it. isn't it? It's nice to have a little ego boost every now yeah, and again. Exactly. Dark cold cheese. Especially night. after uh, Sam Ty said we're a better podcast than uh, the football rumble. I was quite surprised to hear that. Actually. I think he's I think that's being a slight dig at the football ramble. <laughs> no, he, no, he 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 works with one of the one of the football ramble lot actually now work at Bleacher Report, so he he's a colleague of that person and still went out of his way to say that he liked us more. Interesting. Interesting. 
Yeah, so who's who looks like a killer in our squad, essentially? Um, I don't trust a man with a haircut like Toby Alderweireld. Like no. I love his, <laughs> yeah, love his performance at the moment, but that haircut is an absolute mess. Mason. Hugo Lloris, for a man that can get very, very, very angry, can switch it and just be completely calculated and cold as well. And I'm always wary of people like that. They can flip between two like extreme emotions in the way that he can. It worries me. Kyle Walker, because he can be a he's a last. He's you know he's the last one you expect because he's this like idiot. True. But secretly he's got this dark sociopath. Is he? He's going to do like one, and and that'll be it. No, no, no. This is it. He's got this. He's got this sociopathic sociopathic side to him that nobody knows about, and he secretly goes out on the murder. Out on the murder. That's not an expression. It is, mate. You've just never been. You've never. Have you never been out on the murder? No. You've missed out. Tinder and raspberries. I bet he was just, just having a swipe, popping a raspberry in his mouth. It's gonna be the title of this show's got to be something Tinder related. Seb swipes right. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just do that thing where you um just? My mates have told me all they do is sort of set their phone on the side and just flip through it because they can't be bothered looking. Or did you? I bet you deliberated over a, a long time, didn't you? Did you like take five minutes per choice? Not quite that much. No, but I'm I'm methodical. No, what age bracket did you set up? Fuck off. Thirty to fifty. <laughs> just fuck off. Just just, <laughs> just leave me alone. You didn't have, you didn't have it going no, all the no, way down hit to the eighteen. Quarter of age gags for one pod. There should, there should be I'm like just a asking. like a horn that goes off like after seven of them. A klaxon. Oh, your horn was going off playing Whee. on TV. That was an Damn easy one. Up. So, Raj, I, <laughs> where do you stand on this? Because I've just noticed um, that BBC Two have got a new series coming out following in the wake of Bake Off called The Great Pottery Throwdown. Um, oh, they're doing it. They're overdoing it, aren't they? It's, it's a not, little not bit too much, isn't it? I like that. Yeah. Because it's, it's uh, Sky have got a sewing one as well. Oh, going Sewing big. It's like, just leave it. Leave the original. Just don't watch that. It's going to be something like fucking gnome designing or something. Uh, who the fuck has garden gnomes? Sorry if either of you do, but no, why no, do you if no. you do? No. Seb's gone very quiet. No, no, I mean, of course not. What, what are they about? What are, like... They're like, um... I suppose it was... I'm not really sure. I've never met a known owner, but um, <laughs> never knowingly no, known no, no, owner. No, 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 <laughs> There's a good pod name. It's one of those ironic That's things, a, isn't that, it? It's like, is that can go in your Tinder profile, Seb? You can, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> what is your byline? What's the line of description no, about I yourself? Put one in yet. It's just my age. Seb, University of Life. <laughs> School of Hard Knocks. No, no, that, but I, I don't, I don't have, um, I don't have many photos of myself. If you're easily offended, not for you. Yeah. Um, your spelt, um, you know, the other way. So all I've got is that one photo of me, and then like a lot of wildlife photos, and the bridge, obviously, and ghost town shots of Bath. Got a nice sculpture there. All on your profile. Yeah, because it just, I, I didn't want one that makes you look like a, I don't know. One's not good. You should have. You should have put all the photos that from one that one photo shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. Might top it 
Have you dished out any uh, dick pics in the DMs yet, Seb? No, not yet, mate. No, no. I, I, not I, yet. Well, <laughs> I, 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 that was a joke, but he, he answered that very seriously. He's not found the lighting yet for his grip. The thing is, <laughs> again, you've hit the quota. You're done. It's over. Well, I no, just like you have to wait until your, mom, your mum's going to listen to this. No, I'm going to tell her. Like as as with as with the um as with the Everton boys, whenever they come on, she's only allowed to listen for a certain length of time, and then she has to turn off. But she doesn't. You know, she doesn't. She, doesn't. Listen she to listens to it, it. Nah, and then she she just lies to you. No, she doesn't. Oh, I'm listening. <laughs> Um, yeah, okay, let's move off, off Tinder. You need to move off it. I don't really, I don't trust it. I don't, don't, um, I just don't think I could ever bring myself to meet anyone that I met on here. <laughs> it's just like, it could be anyone. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday, and she said that, like, she, she met some guy on there who, when she met him, he looked completely different to his profile and was clearly lying about his age. And um, mm. and she said, oh, are, are you, I forget how old he said he was, I think maybe like 35, 36. And she said, oh, are you really 35, 35? And um, he said, yeah, do you want to see my passport? And I thought, that's the opening of a, of a date. Like, how is it going to go well from that point onwards? Amazing. Jesus Christ, I couldn't handle it. I'm so glad I'm not single. No, it's, it's a minefield, Jack. Awful. Right. Like Tinder, like I, I was out of the game before Tinder and everything came along. And... No, you're best where you are. Stay, that. stay in there. Yeah. Oh, Crash, once a week we're doing a Seb Tinder update. <laughs> yeah, I can't like that. We can get a little jingle made. Seb's Tinder corner. Play. We can play Barry White underneath. <laughs> we know how much he likes talking with a backing track as well. So. <laughs> yeah, it's going to properly put him off. <laughs> how many have you, like, what's your first line? Do you want to come around and watch the tugboat? No, I've never, I, I, I haven't. You haven't communicated. Why? Yeah, because I told you. Because this this one girl came back and she was so graphic. <laughs> what exactly did she say? What did she say? No, I'm not saying it. Oh, I'm no, not. No, it's just like. Will you will you tell us privately? Yeah, I'll tell you privately. Not on this podcast. Okay. Yeah, why don't you just tell us now, and Raj can edit. edit it. Should <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should we finish this? No, I, I don't want to stop. <laughs> Talking to you about this. <laughs> Should we stop recording it then? It's quite fun. I'm going to be honest. Oh, God. This is uh, genuinely, it's, I think that is the most I've ever laughed on this show. I, I, I genuinely couldn't stop myself for a while. You know, it was quite funny. I, I came across um, someone I know on here. And, um, <laughs> and you know, because it sort of filters your. Did you wipe it afterwards? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so low, bro. Um. <laughs> And um, you know it's all kind of it, Joe, isn't it? <laughs> you, you, yeah. Uh. <laughs> you know how it filters like your your Facebook interests, your like your likes onto your Tinder profile. Um, well, she um she she likes my sort of my writing page on Facebook, so where I where I dump all my kind of my articles. So it came up as just the thing we matched on, other than like you know. The picture was just Seb Stafford Bloor, which I thought was quite cool. Oh, I thought it was going to go. So I thought you were going to be like, and then no, 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 no. Well, it's still pretty cool, but yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm not, I'm not you, I'm venning with 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 Raj. Um, why don't you meet her. up with her then? Because I already fucking know her. I don't... So, <laughs> well, I see her anyway. Oh yeah. Oh right. Okay. Um, 
Jack, is there any sort of, is there like a, a, a sultan alternative that begins with a T so we can make up a new nickname for him? Because he's only the Prince of Bath and the Sultan of Selfies, but can he be the, the T of Tinder? The Titan of Tinder. <laughs> he already knows. The Titan of Tinder sounds like a, 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 a tabloid. That's your bio. Please. For a sex offender. No. <laughs> please, please, change your, please change your bio on the app to the Titan of Tinder. Just please. To see yeah. <laughs> just to see. Girls like confidence. <laughs> yeah. No, change it to all three. So put one line, the Prince of Bath, the other line, the Sultan of Selfies, and the third line is the Titan no, of Tinder. No, again. You won't get in as many dirty... Messages. No, that, that's a positive. No, you probably will though. They'll be saying, you know, what, how have you gotten that name then? Show us the Titan. Exactly. <laughs> move on. He's not liking move the Titan, is he? Move on. Oh, God. You we should probably end it. Should we kill it? Should we kill it with fire? Yeah. Yeah. All right then. Well, uh, if you, uh, if you, well, if you want to listen to any of the previous episodes of Rule the Roost, you can do so on iTunes and on Acast. There's an app. There's a, I don't know, a web player, all that kind of crap, which you can also listen to on rtrpod.com. Um, if you want to carry on listening, please subscribe on iTunes and write us some nice or unpleasant or downright derisory reviews because we like reading them. And if you the bad do get creative... Yeah, exactly. If you, if you if you're gonna write us a bad review, fine, we can take criticism, but at least make it. Give creative. us five stars. Yeah, give us five yeah. stars, of course. Um, but just write something awful, you know. Trunk talks shit. Raj's I don't know. Sounds like Carl Pilkinson. Seb's I'm not sure. <laughs> sex pest. <laughs> sex pest. <laughs> sex pest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm calling this episode Sex Pest Seb. <laughs> I don't no know how. Way are you? Like, the the SEO problem am. that that's going to cause is just terrible. You're not doing it. So <laughs> I just want to see him have to retweet it. No. I won't. I'll resign. So, yeah, listen to it on all those places and follow us on Twitter at rtr underscore pod. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Follow Seb on Tinder as well. What's your <laughs> Tinder name, Seb? <laughs> yeah, no. um, have a nice evening, day, whenever you're listening. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.